For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Ladies Talking Leafs, episode 11. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And it's July. And uh, yeah, we just want to thank, first of all, the healthcare workers um, and the frontline workers that are basically doing what they do and trying to help us all get through this whole COVID crisis. And, um, and yeah, I didn't think I'd be talking about hockey in July, really, but... Um, I actually thought I'd be sitting by a lake right now. And considering it's June 30th, <laughs> you know, one day before, before Canada Day, that I don't know. It just, um, I'm excited to talk about hockey, but at the same time, it's kind of like, wow. I don't know. Like, uh, it's, it's, we're in our first year of doing the show, and I actually thought that this would be our month off, but. <laughs> but That's hilarious. Not. Yeah, well, you know, I guess uh, talking leaves in July, whatever form it takes, is never a bad thing. So, uh, I well, guess kudos, kudos to us though, because we actually, considering it is our first year, like we are proving to everyone that we can talk about the leaves forever if we if we need to. <laughs> Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with giving ourselves kudos for that. I think yeah. that's a good thing. Sure. So uh, I guess, you know, like you just mentioned, um, tomorrow is uh, July 1st. So we want to wish everybody a very happy Canada Day. Uh, obviously, this year is going to be a little different and people are probably going to be celebrating in their smaller bubbles and you probably won't see the like bigger um fireworks displays like we normally do um and seeing as that it is canada day uh you know the uh lends itself to thinking of um you know what we are thankful for in our country and the one of the things that represents our country is is our national anthem and that's something that's kind of come up a little bit lately as to, well, I guess it's come up, you know, periodically every now and then as to whether or not the national anthem should be played before, uh, before sports events. Uh, so uh, what do you think about that, Christine? Do you think that the national anthem should be played before um, sporting events? I for sure think it should be. I mean, I'm tradition, obviously. I'm for mm -hmm. tradition. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just wouldn't be the same. Could you imagine you go to Scotiabank Arena, you get your Diet Coke or whatever you get, and then you just go sit down and then they drop the puck? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that, that you know, I, I do get that. I, I'm, I, I'm sure you're not surprised that I'm probably a little bit more, you know, I, I could give or take it. But... I do know that when it's um, a special event, so like during the playoffs in particular or opening night, there are certain certain events where it does add and lend to um, the emotion of, of the night, especially when you're there. Like I could see people who are watching on TV, they don't really need to see the anthem. It's not a big deal for them. But when you're there... Um, because, especially because hockey is our game, I, I do get a little emotional. Well, it's, it's funny because that's what I said in the, and I saw it on Facebook. Somebody had asked this mm -hmm. question actually. Yeah. And I said to them, I said, 
Scotiabank Arena is pretty quiet with the exception of when they play the national anthem. That's right. probably right yeah. after the national anthem is probably mm -hmm. the loudest that arena gets during the regular season. Yeah. That's it. So everything, mm -hmm. right? And I don't know, to me, I just think it's what what's the big deal to stand for a few minutes to to basically honor the country that's given you everything sort of thing, right? And yeah. I, I, I just, and again, I, I'm for tradition. So I would just think it would be very odd to, I mean, some people were saying, oh, well, they see a lot of people looking at their phones during the national anthem. I don't see that. I actually don't see that that often. No. Sorry, thing, maybe, right? like, maybe these people sit in the platinums, in which case those people are on their phones all night, every night, all the way through through the game too. So they're not actually watching the game, listening to the anthem, singing, participating, period. So I guess it all depends on where you sit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Anyhow, anyway, I'm sure everybody has their opinion, but that was... Mm -hmm. We just wanted to put it out there since it is Canada Day. It's something that kind of relates to the mm -hmm. to the day tomorrow. We hope everyone has a good one. However, you're celebrating with the social distancing, having a barbecue with your close family or friends. Um, yeah, yeah so, so everyone uh, needs to still keep uh, those safeguards in mind and uh, and have fun. Yeah, can still so, have fun and play safe. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess next thing uh, do we want to talk? Let's talk about the Leafs because that's what this is called, Ladies Talking Leafs. So, we do have some Leaf events of note in July. We're going to cover some birthdays. There's actually not a lot of, you know, uh, Leaf roster birthdays. In fact, one could argue that none of these actually are quote unquote Leaf roster because one of these players in particular, may not be a leaf for much longer. <laughs> uh, he's actually lucky that this COVID thing happened because he's now still a leaf for the uh, unforeseen future. Anyway, so uh, the very first birthday we're going to discuss is Tyson Berry. His birthday is July 26th, and he will be 29. Now, there aren't a lot of July birthdays, so we're actually going to cover some hope hopeful uh, Leaf players, some Marlies have birthdays this month. So Igor Korshkov on July 10th, he's going to be 24. Joseph Deucejack, I don't know if I said his name right. He's a defenseman. Uh, July 22nd, he's also 23. Uh, Matt Laredo, and he's like uh, somebody that we just got um, in February from the Islanders for Jordan Smoltz. So this is obviously a, a depth player. Um, his birthday is July 3rd, so he's going to be celebrating this week. And, of course, Joseph Wall, who is one of our young aspiring goalies, uh, his birthday is July 12th, and he will be 22. Yeah, I remember, actually, as I was putting, looking at these birthdays, that one, that Matt Laredo, mm -hmm. I remember we were in our, it must have been in our first show, I guess, we were talking about Jordan Schmaltz being like mm -hmm. uh, the defense guy that could maybe make the I know team. and it just and then, never happened yeah and then I didn't even know that he got traded in February like it was just like <laughs> it just seemed great I'm like who is this Matt Laredo I'm like and then I look further oh you mean Jordan Schmaltz is no longer with the Marlies I'm like okay <laughs> I'm like, yeah that's definitely one of those you know depth swaps and probably change of scenery swaps yeah, that kind of thing. And then, and then Joseph Wall. I thought um, there's been a couple of articles actually on him um, because of our whole lack of depth with the goaltending position normally. Mm -hmm. um, so they talked about him uh, quite a bit in the Athletic. There's been a couple of articles and uh, just saying that he he is actually expected to be on the taxi squad for mm -hmm. for this upcoming playoff last play in rounds i guess because the the teams are allowed up to 30 players on their rosters so he's expected mm -hmm. and apparently for goalies it's unlimited number of goalies that you can carry into this playoff well i guess that's because they don't want any e-bug situation <laughs> and you can't yeah you can't be swapping around people like there's you can't just bring people in because they're in this bubble uh you can't bring outside people into the bubble that's basically yeah. what it boils down to so that's why they need to have this, yeah, and this max number of pay players and goaltenders. 
particular. And then and then he apparently had a rough season, Joseph Wall. Yeah. Um, but the other young kid, we talk again, some these two goalies, we talked to talked about them at the beginning of the season. They they um both of them are Ian Scott is the other one. That's who I was mm-hmm. trying to think of the name. But he got a hip injury. I think he had to actually have surgery. So oh, he was he he was out long term. So Joseph Wall was the uh, and that Cascasuo were the two mm-hmm. main goalies for the Marlies. But Wall had uh, apparently had a a bit of a rough season. But the management and I think really Cascasuo Cascasuo is a free agent too. I think this year too. So uh, yeah. who knows if he'll uh, be back or not? Yeah, so oh, a lot of questions. The man- yeah, the management really seems to believe in this Joseph Joseph Wall kid with his worth work ethic and the mental side of the game. Apparently, he's he showed a lot of uh, improvements, and he himself said too that um, that he's, I guess, what he saw in the game, how fast it was in comparison to what he's what right. he's normally used to, and um, and also just having the routine basically like to get into that routine like he found mm-hmm. it a little bit challenging so yeah i mean he's only he's going to be 22 so obviously well, yeah. he's very young for the goalie so there's still lots of time for that he he proved himself a lot with the u.s national team so hopefully eventually he'll uh you never know he might be backing up freddie one day as long as we get freddie yeah signed. yeah well, that's I, another thing i, I kind of feel like um you know, when you when you're young like this and you have a bad year that challenges you in this way, it basically that it's all about how you bounce back from this and and that's kind of what we're gonna see. You know, if he's yeah. if he's able to to kind of learn from this and grow, I mean, it's never a straight trajectory um, to stardom, right? So, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, he's going to have to pay his dues and, and some of that is going to be, you know, challenges and adversity and, and we'll see how he comes comes through. Yeah, so next we're going to talk about the alumni birthday. So we're going to go from the current team to the past. <laughs> Something that I like anyways. I enjoy talking about the alumni players. Um, first of all, we sh- I actually didn't write this down because obviously we have a list of players here as to... And we can't cover everybody, obviously, in the alumni birthdays. There's lots of people, but we just took the the ones that most people would, uh, I guess, connect with or, or know the names. Um, but we wish everyone a happy birthday. And one of them was, we'll say first, our former captain, Doug Gilmore, who it was June, what was it, 25th. June 26th? 25th? 25th. Mm-hmm. 25th. It was last week was his birthday. And I don't know if you saw... Sil made up this beautiful Instagram post and you should really take <laughs> the time to to check it out because I thought it was great anyway. So have a look if you haven't already uh, on Instagram. And and even Dougie liked our our post, so it must have been good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a real, uh, real highlight of the day. Yeah, yeah. But um, other notable alumni birthdays, uh, George Armstrong. Uh, July the 6th, so it's coming up. He's going to be 90 years old. He's the longest-serving captain wow. in Maple Leaf history, uh, 12 seasons. still going. Good yeah. for him. And um, uh, next, I'll say Leonard Red Kelly is July the 9th. He passed away at 91. He Most people know him because he's... Uh, he won four cups with the Red Wings in the 50s, and then he was traded to the Leafs and won another four cups in the 60s. So that's really amazing. And actually, with I don't know if I have this right, but I think with the Red Wings, he was a defenseman. But when he came, yes, mm-hmm. when he came to the Leafs, Punch Imlac tra- changed him into a forward. So, yeah, so he's that- one of the one of the first ones to convert. Like just like uh, Wendell did that too. Yeah, he played yeah. D and then got converted to forward. So. And then another player that's more of a connection with me from these, uh, I go to an NHL alumni luncheon um, monthly, and uh, his name is Pete Conacher. He His birthday is July 29th. He's 88 years old, uh, or he will be. And he only played five games for the Leafs, but he's he's such a kind guy, and he's uh, he always saves me a seat at these alumni luncheons <laughs> when, we, <laughs> when I go. So... 
I uh, I just want to wish him a happy birthday, even though I know he's not listening because he or because he doesn't know how to use the uh, social media and or any <laughs> how to get a podcast. He doesn't know how to do that, but that's okay. I just want to wish him a happy birthday. And finally, Steve Stumpy Thomas. I think most of our listeners or quite a few would remember him. Um, July fifteenth is his birthday, and he's going to be fifty-seven. So mm-hmm. he's one yeah. of those guys that uh, was a leaf on more than one occasion, and uh, and I don't know. For me, he had so many. I'll just remember him for all of his highlight reel overtime uh, goals. He yeah. like it was like basically him and Matt's back and forth for who was going to be the you know the guy with the most overtime uh winners and uh he definitely was was one of those guys that could be counted on to uh finish yeah so. for sure he was an exciting uh he was an mm-hmm. exciting player to watch yeah yes. so um we're gonna do our league update uh whatever it, <laughs> however it is um Normally, this is the time of year where we would be talking about free agents, and um, but uh, this year is obviously going to be very different. So we are still looking at that return to play approval, and free agency now is pushed down the road and probably will be uh, towards the end of October, um, possibly October 31st even. So... Um, we thought we'd take a little bit of a look at some uh, notable Leaf free agent signings from past years. Um, gosh, like the Leafs were always, um, especially through the 90s, were always one of those teams that you could be, uh, you could expect to get a guy probably towards the end of his career who wanted to don the jersey. Um, but some of the, the ones that we felt had a pretty b- big impact were um, our Boyer Salming. Uh, he was signed in 1973. Curtis Joseph signed in 1998. Ed Belfour in 2002. Gary Roberts in 2000, and then also Tyler Bozak in 2009. He was a free agent signing for out of the college system. So, um, which do you feel uh, had the biggest impact on this list? Like, obviously, Salming uh, had a huge impact, but anybody else there that you would say? Um, basically added a lot to the blue and white for me it's cujo actually mm-hmm. um i had a that's, I had a stole mine yeah i wasn't sure <laughs> i wasn't sure if you choose the same say. one. Oh no yeah. oh well that's okay well, no i got a i got a backup actually it was it was difficult looking at this whole list for me but anyway go yeah. on yeah i know say why you think cujo well it, it was difficult i mean i was debating between him and and Belfour, actually, both of them. But then, and and Bozak, Gary Roberts, he had an impact, but it was just too short of a time, and he was it was closer. I don't know. I I didn't I didn't actually have him in there. I immediately knocked him out. But um, did you? sorry, that's that's who I was gonna say. That's actually my pick. Oh really? Anyways, going yeah. back to Cujo, I don't want to take away from Cujo. Go ahead. Um, yep. He had very, I mean, he spent four seasons with us and I don't know, I tried to, I stretch back my memory sort of thing as to, because I remember when we got him, it was so weird because he was the goalie that was on St. Louis when we played him in the 93 playoffs on that magical run. And I don't know, I, but somehow when he came here, the connection just happened with him. Like every, like we all loved him and he like his stats were basically the same as Belfour, close enough anyways. Mm-hmm. Belfour ended up having, before Freddie took the, um, I guess, the most wins. Now, now Freddie holds the uh, the record for most wins uh, by a goaltender for the Leafs. Um, but um, I just think that, I don't know, I just had, we had more of a connection with Cujo than Belfour. Belfour, I always remember Belfour, even when he was playing here, I always remember him as uh, a Blackhawk and he used to like swing that stick in front of the net. Like he used to kill people or like players in in front of the net when he was swinging the stick. I don't know. I just didn't have a connection. And and 
And he is different personality yes. type yeah. too. You know, like he's definitely one of those more aloof, quirky kind of goalies. Um, Cujo, I agree with you. Like he, he seemed like the minute he put that jersey on, it felt like he was always here. Like somehow yeah. he just felt like he should always be in a leaf. And uh, it's not a surprise that he's still involved with the team. Um, you know, he does represent the Leafs um, out in the community at times. And um, he came out to Milton, actually, when they opened the Hero Burger here. And my kids have his autograph. Oh, yeah? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I guess, you know, maybe because he's from Keswick and stuff like that. Uh, he also has a great story of how his career started. Um, he started at, at quite a late age. So it, everything about him, it, it's it's kind of got that leaf lore sort of intertwined. So yeah, so I, that's why, why he would have been my pick. So why were you going with Roberts though? Or what were you? Um, You know what? I really just kind of felt like uh, he was where we had Matt's as our captain. I think that having him in the room made made helped make Matt's a better captain. Actually, I think that he was a real leader in that in the room. I remember the the playoffs where he was here. Um, he just had like a, a a big impact, and and I don't know. I guess part of it is that I I I like the type of player he is. He yeah. has that intensity, and he's he's so smart. And yeah, so I I did think that even though it was short, uh, he he did have an impact. And then, but one thing I do want to mention just about Tyler Bozak. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody out there saw, but um, the NHLPA is having uh, some interviews with uh it's called sports reporter it's with jerry Mm -hmm. d the canadian actor oh yeah cool so anyways i i've seen jerry d before but as you know i'm not too Mm -hmm. well still knows i'm not too into tv and actors and stuff like that kyle dubas's uh he's kyle dubas's uh golf partner yeah (laughs) for his uh for his golf tournament with tsn against james duthie yeah but um (laughs) but yeah so Anyways, he's doing these interviews with the NHLPA, and they actually had uh, Tyler Bozak, Nas, Kadri, and, oh, cool. uh, and JVR. Okay, oh, my they, gosh. Actually, I'm going to look that up. That had to have been pretty good. Oh, it was funny. I have to say to I our listeners. I can't imagine. To our listeners, yeah. like, if you haven't watched it, go. it's on YouTube now, I think. And okay. um, it's, it's, just, it's just funny. They talk about, obviously, the time when they played uh, together and uh-huh. and... They made some. <laughs> they say made some interesting comments. But one thing that sticks in my mind, though, they said the funniest guy on the team was Fanuf. What? Yes, all three of them right away. Oh, I can't know, believe that. <laughs> I can't see him know, as being I, funny. You know what? I guess I can in a way because there's certain guys that in the media, when they think that they have to be a certain way, they're kind of. They have their social awkwardness kind of live on television. But, you know, with the the guys in the room, I mean, that makes sense to me in a way because, you know, Brian Burke used to always say that he was the guy who came in and changed the music and all of that. Like, I think that he his comfort level obviously was with his teammates, definitely not in front of the camera. So... That is probably that, yeah. that I can see that that probably is is the case, and I bet you Phil Kessel is uh, was a close second. Yeah, the J- <laughs> JVR mentioned him, but uh, yeah, no. Yeah. If if you have a chance, check it out. It's only like ten, twelve minutes long. The interview, anyways, and they just talk like which one is more superstitious, and well, um, that has to be JVR. Yeah, you're right there too. And the other thing is. Um, some I forget how they put it, but which one like can you gets under the skin of people sort of thing, right? Like, or what player, what player they feel gets under their skin sort of thing. And I thought for sure Marshan was going to come up like that. Mm-hmm. And I, because <laughs> both Bozak and JVR, they both started laughing when he asked the question because mm-hmm. they immediately all looked at Nas sort of thing, right? Because 
you can get underneath his skin and 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 anyways it it was funny the way they they just uh they they talked about certain situations and and that so if you have a chance check it out and um yeah it, it, it's a fun thing to to listen to but we'll go on with our league update here going on to the next thing we actually had something to watch on friday night on june 26 was the draft lottery yeah, everybody knows what the crazy outcome it was. The fact that mm-hmm. a placeholder team um, is basically going to get the top pick. So whoever gets knocked out of the teams in the play in the play in round, which includes our team, <laughs> the, the mm-hmm. Leafs, uh, whoever gets knocked out is basically is going to have an equal chance, twelve and a half percent chance to um, get that first pick, which is Alexis Alexi Lafreniere. And yeah, some people are really upset about it. Other people say it's great. It's something different. Personally, I really feel sorry for Steve Eiserman and the Red Wings um, because they were so horrible all year and they're in last place and they dropped down Mm -hmm. to fourth pick. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel bad for them. I don't care about the Senators, obviously. I don't think a lot of fans (laughs) Julie <laughs> fans do but for the yeah. red i don't know it's uh i i just uh i kind of felt bad for for stevie Y there well i i do and i don't like i i you know yeah is it is it great for to fall down that that low not really but you know they were so great like this is the thing like they're not that far removed from making the playoffs every year for like 25 years so really how sorry should we be for them in that regard. The other thing that they have in their back pocket is Steve Eiserman. And I'm sorry, like he did a lot with Tampa with not necessarily uh, very uh, high draft picks. So I'm really not that worried about them. I think they will be fine. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. They got like having Eiserman there now, like they're, they're, Mm -hmm. they're going to do well. Like he knows obviously how to, uh, like that is building through the draft and it's just going to take them take them time and like you said i mean they had 25 years of winning so and getting in yeah. so you can't feel that bad about it but um yeah but i mean it was uh, so it was uh, it was interesting at least there was something to watch like i watched it and yeah um, it's it's probably not the most fair outcome um <laughs> obviously but it, was it drama filled? Yes. Are people talking about the NHL? Yes. And that is the whole was the whole goal of the whole thing. So, um, so yeah, this is a very weird year, and they need the eyeballs. There's a lot of competition because there's so much up in the air, and no one really has anything concrete to say. So. The one thing is too going back to not feeling sorry for the Red Wings. Um, mm-hmm. This draft is very deep, apparently. Like even like the, yeah. I think it goes like the first like twelve players. Like however, mm-hmm. like they're all apparently like real NHL caliber players. Um, so some, normally there's like a drop off after like five or six. You have a drop right. off to say the players are good, but you don't know for sure if they're going to like get into the NHL like this season, but apparently this group of uh, players is, is like really, really good and, and will could potentially all make it into the, like in their first year. So, yeah, I, I trust Stevie Y he, he and his team are going to find a diamond. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, um, Next thing that we were going to talk about, we actually <laughs> thought there was going to be uh, some breaking news. Who knows? But uh, we were do, so hoping. Yeah, yeah, for when it comes to the hub city. Oh my god! Uh, so I don't know do the you- story that will will not go away and keeps on giving, giving actually not much. Yeah. So I mean, it's vague. Sounds like Vegas is a lock, but then today I've been hearing too that it's like. Chicago is the is the US team. Uh and then Toronto is for for the Canadian team. Um but then I also heard that Edmonton actually there is a little bit more chatter about them today. So I really don't think that they have any idea. Yeah. 
the other part of the coin is that apparently there's also quite a lot of talk amongst the players that a pretty big majority don't actually want to return to play. Yeah. They're concerned about, you know, they don't have enough details. They have not been given enough details, speaking about the players here, about how they're going to be guaranteeing safety and and how this is all supposed to kind of, you know, work out. So a, a lot of players, no one's really speaking out because as one person or one player supposedly said anonymously is that, you know, hockey's not like other sports. Everyone will show up, but a lot of them, I think, are are kind of concerned and are not sure they we really should be starting up again. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Freddie actually, that's one mm-hmm. positive. Before we get to the Leaf update, Freddie's back in town. <laughs> he was on oh, the media. That's good. Yeah, he was on a media availability today, and um, yeah, the players that. The player, I also heard about that hesitation from the players. Mm-hmm. Most of them, like it was Carrie Price, I heard. Artemi Panarin came out on Twitter and did a big thing, which yeah, was kind of shocking. Yeah, but his was partly, because, his was like a financial thing yeah, too. And it was, was like about and, the escrow and all of that. Yeah, and apparently a lot mm-hmm. of people weren't very happy about him Taking doing that. Taking a cue from MLB. Yeah, and then uh, Stamkos, which I kind of understood Stamkos's, uh, he did like a little emoji, uh, like, question kind of face sort of because mm-hmm. it was last week it was last week or the week before i guess the league um they had went, to shut their facility yeah and yeah but they they shut the facility because the covid increase in covid numbers there but mm-hmm. the league itself had the other teams increase the number of players allowed to practice to 12 so mm-hmm. he was kind of like, okay, you're increasing the number of players in the practice facility for everybody. But meanwhile, we have this COVID issue sort of thing. And, and it just didn't add yeah. up. Like I could see why he had like the confused face on the, uh, on mm-hmm. Twitter. So, yeah. And I think the other thing with the, with the players is they're, they're trying to do, uh, and the owners, obviously they're trying to do an extension to the CBA at the same time to the collective right. bargaining agreement. Mm-hmm. And that, that's makes probably it even more complicated. The, that's probably where the whole Panarin thing came into play is because they know that that's going on and he didn't want probably, or a faction of players he's probably speaking for, didn't want those financial parameters to not uh, be part of the speaking points in the media. Because right now all we're talking about is this return to play, covid how they're gonna how they're gonna do these things safely, the hub cities, all of this stuff. But that normally when they're negotiating something, those things would be out there. And that's probably where that comes from, is to make sure that that is out there, that it is is a speaking point. So one thing I don't buy though from the players is the fact that they said mm-hmm. that a lot of players are saying like they're not being informed or they're not mm-hmm. getting all the information. And right. I was and from what I understand from the media reports, the NHLPA, like basically when they have their calls for updates, every player of the 700 or how it's over 700 players in the league ha- is they has can go the ability on to call. go on. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, obviously there's political probably games behind the scenes that we don't know, but still mm-hmm. you do have that option. If you don't from, if your player rep on the team is not describing something to you, um, like that you don't get, or you don't feel comfortable asking about, you have the option to go on the call and, and yep. find out more about it sort of thing. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know that part of it. I, I don't see as a issue, but Freddie was saying today, like you were saying, like there's still, the way he described it, I was just reading an article on it. Um, it's like going down to the eleventh hour now, and uh, mm-hmm. there, there's still quite a few things that they're trying to, I guess, figure out. And then it has to go to a vote too with the players. Right. So uh, when it comes, especially with the CBA, it has to go with the to a vote. And I'm hearing that it's it's like a sixty forty split, too. How um, how much like how much of a majority do they have to have? 
Do you know that? Oh, that would that would be that. enough. Apparently, like the sixty oh, yeah? percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that'll be enough to to move forward with the return to play and whatever they right. agree to in the extension. So the the current CBA, just for our listeners, just to make sure that they're aware, goes through to September twenty twenty two. So it's uh, another. I guess we'd have all of next season. Right. So and this is it. what the current one goes to that right now. So they're yeah. trying to extend it. And I do believe part of it, the, the discussion involves the Olympics. So that's probably why. That's another part of the reason why they're negotiating it because the, that will be part of that Olympic cycle. Yeah. The one after that, because that's 22 it will be in the, I think, in the winter, right? Because everything's going to yeah, be pushed. Yeah, but I also heard with this that there's going to be no, in that CBA extension, that there's going to be, because of the economics, I guess, of the of the world, um, mm-hmm. there's going to be no international hockey included in that CBA, like any terms for that. So, um, hmm. but who knows? I don't know. It's all up in the air. Hopefully they get this done soon because it's uh, according to the NHL, uh, like the the dates that they've laid out, like July 10th is supposed to be the start of phase three. Um, and it may be moved ahead a little bit to the 13th, I heard. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to believe that they'd actually be able to pull it all together yeah. that fast, but I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Because especially too, like there's, you know, for example, we've we've got uh, quite a few people, you know, in our um, phase two, but a lot of other teams don't. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, but yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, like if we let's let's talk a little bit about um, our team then and what's going on with them. So obviously, the big news uh, was broken by uh, Steve Simmons about uh, Austin Matthews apparently testing positive for COVID, which wouldn't be a real surprise because he was working out in Arizona and skating with uh, players that weren't, um, that were either part of the Coyotes, but also I think probably some university players as well. But obviously we all know that Arizona is a hotbed for COVID right now. Um. That day that it broke, we actually happened to see him on uh, on a podcast. Um, uh, yeah, it was actually Rick Vive and Mike Wilson's podcast, and he they were lucky enough to interview him that day. And literally after they did that recording, I think the news broke within like fifteen minutes or something. Um, so we did we we watched it, and uh, I do have to say that he did kind of look a little rough. I don't know if it was the lighting. He sounded a little rough. He looked a little rough. But overall, I would say if he was a little bit under the weather, it was just a little bit under the weather. So like a little bit of a bad cold or something. So yeah, he, he seemed to be still, his spirits were up. Like he was actually, yeah. there was some. Uh, he, he really covered it up well, like yeah. I have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, if if you wouldn't have known if if we wouldn't if the that wasn't reported, you might not have known that he was a little under the weather. But having heard it already, you kind of could pay attention a little bit differently and look for some things. So anyway, but um, needless to say, I think he still he looked mostly healthy. So yeah, I don't think we have to worry too much. Um, but yeah, you could, uh, anybody else wants to check that out. It's, um, a squid and it's Mike Wilson, the ultimate Mike Leaf Wilson, fan. the ultimate, yeah. ultimately fan. Yeah. They, squid. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so now we're just going to talk a little bit about the guys that are actually here on the ice and, uh, they're back on the ice and, um, yeah, so they, like we said last month, they're allowed, I guess, uh, in groups of six and, as of June 22nd, that was when the NHL increased the number of players uh, to to be allowed in the facilities up to 12 players at one time, with the exception of Tampa, and, and as we were talking about. <laughs> and that's not mandatory. So, like, no. they can go up to that number, but they don't have to be in those groups. So Yeah. And actually, it's interesting when you say it's not mandatory. I think Sheldon Keefe might be 
sending little messages to some players because I heard on Mitch Marner's interview. So every mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the key guys have had interviews with the media over Zoom or whatever and and Marner he he did men- he was the only one that actually mentioned that the coach had sent him some tape of of Columbus, like of the Blue Jackets and pointing oh out God. certain things. <laughs> and I thought, should you actually That's be good? Yeah, I said well, at least you're up on like you're you're getting up on it and the yeah. uh, and I don't know how it came up. I forget how it came up, but I thought to myself, should you actually be saying that because the coaches aren't supposed to be involved right now at this stage, right? Yeah. But uh, well, but maybe it, not involved on the ice, but that doesn't mean that they can't communicate with their players. And if he's already pre-scouting them, I mean, okay. If anybody ever thought that Sheldon Keith was not serious, I think that that has been put to rest. Yeah, yeah obviously he's sure. yeah. super serious and does not stop. This is like what he does in his spare time, apparently. So that's good. Yeah, no, we they need said, that. I heard about Sheldon Keith. He, he's basically been watching tape all the time, basically. Like mm-hmm. of of at first with just his own team and the players, and then now that he actually knows the. Uh, Obviously, the play the playoff round opponent. He's gone mm-hmm. further into 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 analyzing their their opponent's game. So yeah, so so just getting into the groups that our team has that has been that have been skating together as far as we know. Um, mm-hmm. For the groups of six, uh, the first one that we came up was uh, Hyman with Kerfoot and Nylander as the forward line, Riley and Dermot on defense, and Joseph Wall was in goal. So mm-hmm. Kerfoot apparently was taking the place of Matthews on that line. Um, right. And because Matthews is still in Arizona, like we just uh, mm-hmm. discussed, um, which personally I think he should have came a lot sooner than everything, but that's another story for another day. Um, mm-hmm. Second line was Mikheyev with uh, Tavares and Marner. And it was on defense, it was CeCe and Muzzin, and Jack Campbell was in goal. Uh, and then there was Kyle Clifford with Spezza and Kapanen, and Callie Rosen was the defenseman. And then there was Rasmus Sandin, who came in from Stockholm on June 18th. Tyson Berry was supposed to come in on June 22nd. And then Anderson was in California, but thankfully about a week or so ago, he came back. So he's here in town now. He's doing, he's serving his quarantine time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this week will probably be his, se- his second half of his 14 days. And Matthews is still in Arizona. As to where of the other players that are normally, that I could think of anyways, that are nor- that were missing from this list of players were uh, Justin Hall, Engvall, and Frederick Gauthier, um, nobody's really mentioned them, so I'm not really sure where they are. I mean, Justin Hall was doing some uh, some trivia games and stuff like that with the players on on the Leafs uh, app. Uh, I was watching a few of those um, a few of those uh, before. I think he was in Minnesota, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know where where he is now. No one's really men- mentioned it. And uh, just as of today, like I said, it's just Freddie's back now, so he'll be able to get on the ice with uh, with these guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, they it's kind of hard because the media isn't allowed in the facility to say that you can right. actually get a report. To s- I mean, they all look like they were having just from the few clips obviously that's what they do right this is their living they like Mm -hmm. they love being on the ice the two people that i thought that were um most excited or three i guess were hyman riley and Tavares. like on their interviews Mm -hmm. i don't know they were um especially riley i guess like he just seemed like ready to go and he's just i think it's because too he missed basically oh, yeah so much time say, and he came he back was off yeah and then everything stopped yeah so he like, came back for one right game after. yeah yeah and um yeah so so th- that's that's basically it from from our side i mean the from our team side we're hopefully like we said on july 10th or 13th as long as everything still progresses along and it moves on to to phase three, then we'll get more um, more of an idea as to where these guys are at with their 
timing and conditioning, that sort of thing. Um, well, I would think that if their plans are to reopen in two weeks, that we should be anticipating everybody else returning this week because they're going to have to yeah. basically do their 14 days. So, um, yeah, that's why it's I still, I guess, a little bit up in the air as far as that all goes. But um, anyway, could take a little bit of a look ahead, though, at Columbus. Um, seeing as they're going to be our first round or, or play in round, I should say matchup in our first pseudo playoff <laughs> round. Um, really this year they were missing like over half of their team, um, for, they had a lot of injuries during the regular season. Um, they hardly have anybody, uh, in house right now for phase two, only nine players have been skating during this optional phase. So uh, basically, we're going to look at what their their regular season uh, lineups uh, normally are. So they have uh, Nick Foligno with um, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Oliver Boyks- Bjorkstrand. It's Bjorkstrand. I actually heard Bjorkstrand. of that player. <laughs> <laughs> Even though and he was I think injured. He's, he's coming back from injury. Yeah. Uh, second line. Uh, Nyquist, uh, Boone Jenner, and Cam Atkinson also returning from injury. Uh, third, uh, Alexander Texier, Texier. Yeah. Alexander Wernberg, Wenberg, and Emil Bernstrom. And third, uh, fourth line, Liam Foodie, Riley Nash, and Eric Robinson. So we've still got um, Wierenski. And Jones uh, for first D pair uh, return. Uh, Jones also returning. Seth Jones, that is returning from injury. Uh, the second uh, pair is um, Gavrikov and Savard. Third pair: Marcus Nudivara and Ryan Murray. And in goal, we've got two unproven guys. God, these names are really difficult. <laughs> Jonas. <laughs> Corpusalo and Elvis Merz-Lincolns. Merz-Lincolns. Yes, I think that's what it is. I'd never heard of him, actually, until... I, I've heard of him, but I, I, and I've been practicing his name a few times, and I still can't get it right. Anyway, they still have a few outstanding injuries, just like we do. Um, Josh Anderson is still out with his shoulder. Not sure on the status. And um, I don't know, like, what, do you, what are the players, do you think... Uh, that it's to funny. watch uh, in this lineup. It's funny when when you're going through that. I'm thinking to myself, they have no chance. Like I'm like the only player that. Well, because there's so many guys that are like unproven. Yeah. On this team, the only guys that I worry about are that Dubois, Pierre Luc Dubois. I mean, he's an yeah. excellent player, and even that Cam Atkinson. For some reason, I remember us having trouble. Oh, he's with actually him. really good. Yeah, but you know who. I actually worry about is that Boone Jenner guy. For some reason, he's kind of a bit of a leaf killer. Like when we play yeah. him, he's usually contributing. So yeah, yeah, he's and one of those guys that kind of is um, kind of got a little bit of a uh, of an edge to him too. And um, yeah, and obviously getting Seth Jones back—that's another huge. Oh, that's huge gonna be huge. Piece. Yeah, that's actually their first D pair is is quite excellent yeah it's legit (laughs) is what it is definitely that's a good word legit legit (laughs) legit first d pairing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh definitely the case there i mean i don't i don't i don't know if there's any advantage like to at this point like to to say if there's any advantage that we have because a lot of our players like quite a few of them stayed here and They've been yeah. now have been practicing together for the few weeks, um, right? As opposed to Columbus, who I mean, some of their few of their players were still recuperating from the from it being in injured reserve, and mm-hmm. other players, I guess they just went to Europe or wherever they were from, sort of thing. And so they had they had only nine players in this in this phase two skating, right. so. Um, Hard to say though, like not knowing what these other players that are not in house right now have been up to. Like, so that's the thing. It's like they're not here, so you, one could assume that 
they might not be as together, but uh, but we don't know what they've been doing on their own either, yeah. right? So who they've been working with, if being you know not in North America, if they've had opportunity to do more things because Europe kind of opened a little bit earlier. So it's hard to say, you yeah. know. Yeah, the the one big thing for, I mean, for that lineup, the one big positive is that they have John Tortorella as the coach. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just thinking too, yeah. is that if we think Sheldon Keefe is uh, serious, um, I'm pretty sure Torts is serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. Um, so, yeah, and then the, that Josh Anderson, I mean, he's even been mentioned in trade rumors for coming here um because right. he's the guy uh last year versus tampa that basically drove them crazy apparently the like he mm-hmm. gets under the skin of everybody um so if yeah. he manages to come back from the shoulder inju- injury um like he could be a, a a force basically for them but uh mm-hmm. i've also heard though with him that he because he's in his contract year now i don't know if he's gonna be a free agent or restricted free agent i'm not sure um but i also heard like he's he's not really wanting to come back to columbus i think i think that's Mm. what i've heard so interesting you kind of wonder if that's the case like like who knows if he's going to want to come back anyways from the shoulder injury maybe he'll just stay out if he doesn't feel a part of the team right i don't know yeah it could be uh kind of like what's sort of happening in the nba like there's some a lot of guys that are long-term injury that are just not going to not going to push it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's also not the best case scenario either because there is potential for injury. Uh, you're coming off of like an unprecedented thing where it's all not routine, right? So it's it's a little bit um a little bit scary I guess that way because you don't know how prepared your body's really going to be because it ha- you haven't been able to prepare it the way you normally do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then there's obviously the whole COVID things, everything on top yeah. of all, right? Oh, so, yeah, that thing. Yeah, that thing, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're looking forward to, I guess, coming up. Hopefully the NHL will be moving forward into phase three um, sometime in safely. mid-July. Safely. Hopefully safely. And meaning that we'll have a lot more hockey-related talk in our next episode um mm. coming up at the uh for for august and we actually have a little surprise in august we're not going to say anything but it's our coming up to our one year anniversary so uh we'll have a little surprise yeah, you for you so make sure you listen tuned. yes <laughs> and um, listen to our august episode for sure because there will be something special for you yeah, and so we're giving you advantage because you're listening to the July episode that you're mm-hmm. actually listening and getting the heads up on it. So mm-hmm. we all, as always, we want to thank you for listening and give us your feedback, however you choose, whether by email, um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, our handles at LTL1917, and go Leafs go! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.